Hello and welcome to the very first Big Dash Knows, the podcast. This is going to be the very first episode of the podcast. And um, just to give people a little bit of what the podcast is going to be about or the flow of the podcast. I know um, if you already know or follow the YouTube channel, you know the type of content that I put out. A lot of it's always going to be Giants oriented um, football oriented because that's, you know, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I like to talk about. Um, when it comes to this podcast series, what I'm trying to do is, you know, still bring you that giants content, you know, the weekly updates, all, all the new stuff that's, that's, uh, coming out, the breaking information, stuff like that. But in this podcast, I want to do that, but also want to talk about other things giants related. They might not necessarily be, you know, breaking news for the, for the day or for the week and things like that. But uh, nevertheless, it's still going to be Giants content. So without further ado, I want to start with this first episode for the podcast. And what I'm going to call this episode is the Odell Beckham Jr. episode. Keep it real, keep it real, real simple. So, you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this podcast. So first off, I just want to say that I'm tired of this whole Odell Beckham Jr. situation that's going on right now. Um, so obviously we know that the man is healthy now. He's working out for teams. He had that that one man combine or the one man workout last week, and then he's open to work out for other teams individually. And um, I'm happy to see it. You know, I'm happy to see it. I've always been an Odell Beckham fan. You know, ever since we got him. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I was you know a a, a day one supporter because to be honest, when when we drafted Odell Beckham back in 2014, I wasn't heavy into you know. Um, all all of like the mock drafts, all of the player breakdowns, all of the deep deep film um studying things like that. I wasn't into it like that. You know what I mean? I was, you know, still a young man. You know, had other interests that was going on. I was a Giants fan through and through. I've been a Giants fan for a long time, all my life. But at that point in time, just a lot of things going on. I wasn't heavy into it like I am now. Um, when it comes to player breakdowns, college prospects, things like that. But when we first got Odell Beckham Jr., when we picked him, I really didn't know who he was. You know, and that, that year, I, you know, as far as wide receivers go, I, I was a Mike Evans guy. I, I knew Odell Beckham was a guy that was predicted to be a first-rounder. But I really didn't know Odell Beckham like that. Um, you know, I knew he was a good route runner. I knew he had, you know, good hands, things like that. But I didn't know that he could be the type of player that he ended up, you know, being, especially for the New York Giants. And I don't think a lot of people knew that either, because if that was the case, he would have been, you know, the first overall pick or something like that. He would have been a lot higher, you know, with, you know, than where he went. But again, when we first drafted Odell Beckham again, I admit I did not really know who he was. Um, I didn't know, you know, how good he could be. And I remember the one thing about that, too, going into the training camp, I was uh, upset because he was always hurt, you know, and, you know, rookie, the rookie mini camp, mini camp, training camp. He had the um, the hamstring issues and stuff like that. And it lingered on into the season. Sounds like somebody else. Right. And then, you know, he, he didn't play games. And then when he finally played, I remember it was that Atlanta game. And I remember when he finally got his touchdown, his first touchdown. And I remember it being just so smooth. Wasn't anything difficult that he did. There wasn't even anything difficult that he did. I know it was a slant route into the end zone. It might have been a zig. I can't fully remember now. I just know that he was able to shake loose from, from the cornerback. He made the touchdown 
um, catch looked so easy with his hands. And then after that, it was a wrap. He gets up. He does one of his celebrations. And, you know, okay, Odell Beckham Jr. looks like he can be a top receiver for the New York Giants. Then you fast forward a couple of weeks later and you get to that Giants versus Cowboys game. And then all of a sudden the catch happens and then a star is born right after that. Boom. One handed catch in the end zone for the touchdown. Cornerback draped all over him. Fingertips, you know, fingertip catch and a star is born. And the rest of that is history, man. And, and it looked for the next couple of seasons like this man was going to run and catch his way into a gold jacket or a yellow jacket, a Hall of Fame jacket. He was on that trajectory of being a Hall of Famer. Next thing you know, Dave Gettleman gets here. Pat Shermer's fired. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave Gettleman gets here. McAdoo is fired. Hires Pat Shermer. Shermer uh, ends up getting fired. Um, <laughs> yeah, Shermer ends up getting fired. But before that, you know, the trade happens. The trade happens. So Dave Gettleman thought it was smart to go uh, in 2019 to go out there and trade the best player for the New York Giants, the superstar player for the New York Giants, especially after after signing him to a, a new contract. And, you know, those picks end up turning into, you know, DeAndre Baker and then um, Dexter Lawrence. And at the time, this is before, you know, 2022 Dexter Lawrence, and people were upset about that trade. A lot of people were upset about the trade. A lot of people were upset, upset with Odell Beckham, too, because of the whole interview that he had with Lil Wayne and Josina Anderson and the way he was he threw Eli under the bus. And that can be a whole other episode at that point in time. In my opinion, and and I got into arguments on Twitter with people. Eli was washed at that time. I always said when Odell Beckham extended Eli Manning's career at least a good three years, a good three years he extended uh, Eli Manning's career. Um, and then you know everything happens after that. You know he goes to the Browns, injury riddled seasons, and then he ends up at the Rams and he wins. You know. A Super Bowl and probably could have won the MVP if he didn't tear his ACL, you know, in that Super Bowl. But that's where I wanted to start talking about this whole situation. Now, when we think about Odell Beckham now, you know, he's flirting around with other teams. You know, he had to visit with Dallas. He's come to the Giants. He's he's been a couple different places, you know, um, you know, on his world tour of trying to find a new team that he can possibly in his career with that's his expectations he's looking for a three three-year deal where he can you know set up shop with his family possibly going to you know retirement in a certain area and you know a lot of people have their different opinions of where that place should be me as a Giants fan I would always love to have Odell Beckham back here he should have never left to begin with but when I think about all the uh, the other things that are going on again Odell Beckham Bursted into stardom, right? Center of attention everywhere he goes. And in some cases, that's a good thing. In some cases, it might be a bad thing. We've seen situations in hotels. We've seen situations in airports and airplanes, things like that. But I'm just talking about Odell Beckham, the player right now today, coming off of those injuries. And mind you, he did he did look fantastic in that workout that he had for all those teams in Arizona. 
you know, cutting off of that knee. You know, the speed looks there. Of course, his hands are still no question, except for that Green Bay game. But, you know, as a Giants fan, you know what it is. And that's just me throwing a, a sneak shot. And I do apologize for that right away. But we already know Odell Beckham can catch. We just wanted to know, can he stay healthy? And does he look somewhat like the Odell of old? Now, I'm going to admit, okay, the man is 30, you know, a couple ACLs, you know, issues like that. So I don't expect him to be OBJ. I expect him to be Odell Beckham Jr., you know, the father, um, you know, the 30, the 30, the 30 year old version of himself is what I expect to see. But still, that version of Odell Beckham, to me, is a number one wide receiver for the New York Giants. He might not be a number one in a lot of other places. But for the New York Giants, he absolutely is or would be a number one wide receiver. And um, he flirts and uh, he puts out hints like the newest hint this this morning I saw is that, you know, I don't know where people are quoting me at at 20 million dollars per year. He, he'd never asked for 20 million dollars. Well, here's the question, though. Prior to the free agency starting, we didn't know what the wide receiver market was going to look like. And now that the wide receiver market has opened up a little bit, we're seeing that a lot of a lot of these wide receivers are not getting that same money that, you know, the wide receivers got last year. And it's not the best crop of wide receivers, of free agent wide receivers uh, either. So when you throw Odell Beckham in the mix of that, he is the prize when it comes to the wide receiver market right now. He's the best option out there. But at what price? Now, he said he's not asking for $20 million. But what are you asking for? What What is that number? Is it 17, 18? Is it 15? Is it 14? What is that number that you're actually looking for? And like I said, prior to the wide receiver uh, free agency, well, free agency, free agency as a whole starting up, what was Odell Beckham's price? Now, even, even the media was saying 15 to $20 million because that's what they thought the market was going to demand for wide receivers. And now that we see it's something different, and I don't know how that happened, like the, the owners uh, collaborated together and said, no, we're not going to push these wide receivers to get that top money like the wide receivers got last year. Now, again, this is a different crop of, of wide receivers. It's not the same crop of wide receivers as last year as far as talent goes. You know, you got a couple of solid guys in this free agency market, and you're starting to see that price come back to reality. So to me, to me, with the history of Odell Beckham, I understand his name is his name. The history of Odell Beckham, if you want to be recent with it, you have a slew of injuries. He missed out for a whole year. So asking for multiple year commitment is one thing, but also asking for a certain amount of money and those years is an entirely different thing. And I don't think and I'm no special. I'm, like I said, I'm no specialist when it comes to contracts and NFL, anything like that. I'm just a guy that talks Giants football. I'm thinking that he might have to come off of that number a, a little bit. And who knows what that number is again, because again, he never said a number. But if $20 million is floating out there in social media, float, floating out there in sports media, that number had to come from somebody. So whether the agent himself was trying to get into negotiations and start off high, that way you can end up with maybe the 18, 17 range. Um, Somebody said $20 million. That wasn't a made-up number. I'm pretty sure somebody... Just like it wasn't a made-up number for, for uh, Daniel Jones when people were talking about 45 ended up being a real number, and you see where he settled at, you know. Same thing goes for Odell Beckham Jr. But again, I would love to have Odell Beckham back on the New York Giants because for me, not only is it nostalgic, 
but it also fits a need for the New York Giants. You just signed your quarterback. Um, and the way that his contract is set up, you're looking to try to go all in for the next couple of years to try, try to get a playoff push. And also ultimately, well, you already have a playoff push, but you're trying to see if you can get to the big game. And I'm thinking about the talent that they added, you know, some of the receivers, even though it's not an entirely revamped team, there's some key players and key positions that make this team a lot different. First thing I would say would be just the signing of Darren Waller. At tight end, if you can get the best out of Darren Waller, that's going to be something, especially for Daniel Jones. He's never had a weapon like that, ever. And then the idea of adding Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, the, the idea of adding Odell Beckham to that scenario, you know, to me, it's like sky's the limit. Yeah, I know this is not the Odell Beckham of old, but the Odell Beckham in this system, you know, people have to respect him. And when you respect the wide receivers, that opens up the run game. And we still happen to have one of the best running backs in the league right now in Saquon Barkley. Now, he's on the tag as well. That's an entirely different situation. Maybe that's another episode, too. Does he play on the tag? Do we work out a, a long-term deal where we can bring that cap hit down and get even more relief? That's something that could be. That's, that's something that could happen. But, again, I'm just thinking about what this team could be with the acquisition of Odell Beckham Jr. Now, one thing I will also say, too, because, again, Odell Beckham is not, you know, he, he's not getting away with anything. Obviously, money is a factor here. The man wants to get paid. That's clear. We all know what happened in the contract with the, with the uh, Los Angeles uh, Rams. I'm not saying that he's hurting for money or anything like that, but we already know he did his, he did his contract to be paid in Bitcoin. And if the, and if the reports are correct, he ended up like almost owing money <laughs> for playing for the Rams. And, and it's crazy because, you know, you know, you have fads and things like that where, you know, cryptocurrency is a thing. And then look what happens. You know, it crashes a little bit and people lose money. So um, I think money has a, a big, big, big part of his decision. I think that if it wasn't about the money, he probably would already be a New York Giant. But here's the thing. If if Odell Beckham wants to be a New York Giant, then Odell Beckham would have been a New York Giant by now. Because, again, you don't have multiple conversations and people show interest in you, you know, without some type of, of terms being considered or extra talks between the GM and and Odell Beckham's uh, representative. Now, maybe the, he doesn't want to play for the for the number that the Giants are offering him. But ultimately, again, this is his decision. Same thing for Saquon Barkley. If they want to be a New York Giant, there is a contract on the table for them to sign. Whether they like the numbers or not, it's their decision whether they want to be a New York Giant or not. Now, when it comes to Saquon Barkley, it's a little bit different. Obviously, as a running back, you probably only get one big contract in your whole career. We've seen we've seen that, you know, contracts for running backs don't always pan out. Most recently, most recently, you've seen Zeke, you know, you've seen Todd Gurley, things like that, where that second contract does not add up because these running backs have a short shelf life. Now, Saquon Barkley had his own history of injuries as well. And um, rumor is he turned down a deal at the buy that was worth twelve point five million. And now he's on the tag making just a little bit over ten million dollars. And pretty much with that no market and free agency with the running backs. They're not getting paid a lot of money either. So the, the most money might be that one year, 10, uh, $10 million deal that the giants are offering for the tag. Now, again, will the giants give him a little bit more money overall 
you know, just to bring down the cap hit for this year, just so you can have a little bit more space and be able to maneuver a little bit more if you want to add some more players? Absolutely. But again, if these guys want to be New York Giants, then they'll be New York Giants. The choice is up to them. Team has already offered them contracts. Um, Yeah, so again, just getting back to Odell Beckham. Imagine, imagine the news, just the news of Odell coming back to New York, how that hits. It absolutely hits. But I wanted to talk about something else because there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of positives to Odell Beckham coming back to the New York Giants. But there also there also is a negative in my opinion. Now, this is my opinion. So now I'm on the side that believes that Daniel Jones has gotten better. Now, I understand that the stats don't show it, but I'm talking about on the field play, progression, accuracy, uh, anticipation, you know, pocket awareness, uh, you know, not taking all those crazy hits, getting out of bounds, being efficient, getting first downs. Daniel Jones, in my opinion, has gotten better. How better? How much better? You know, that's yet to be determined. But one thing I would like uh, that I would like to talk about is if you do add a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. to this roster, um, it kind of forces the quarterback to throw that way because you saw what happened when you wasn't when he wasn't getting the ball, even when Eli when he was playing with Eli when he wasn't getting the ball, you you saw it on the sideline just a little bit. Now that's competitiveness, I understand that. Then when you get to Cleveland and Baker, when Baker had his best, one of his best years, when he took, you know, Cleveland to the, to the um, playoffs, you know, Odell Beckham's numbers weren't, you know, where you, where you would expect Odell Beckham's numbers to be. And then of course, once he goes to LA, you know, he's not wide receiver. Well, he's not the first option in that, in that system. It was Cooper cup, but you saw how efficient he can be. Now with the New York giants, he would absolutely be wide receiver one. And with, the label, you know, with the label, not necessarily the assignment, but with the label of being a wide receiver one, you, you, you know, you anticipate a certain amount of targets, a certain amount of catches per game for the season. However you want to count your stats, you expect a certain level of, of, of volume of throws, uh, receptions, things like that. Now for me with Daniel Jones, second year into the system, one thing that Daniel Jones did not have to worry about was having a number one receiver like i said again i'm talking about the negative way because obviously you want to have that wide receiver one but the negative effect to having a wide receiver one is possibly forcing throws instead of the offense flowing naturally and you just hitting the open man in stride and progression you might tend to favor a player now that's not a bad thing i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it could also be a negative when you're forcing throws to one particular person and it affects the flow of the game, especially if the chemistry is not there or if it's just a bad game for the receiver and the quarterback duo. So when you're thinking about things like that, I'll just say that I'm going to hope for the best. If we're able to get Odell Beckham here, fine. If he doesn't if he doesn't come to the Giants, fine. If he goes to a, a rival like, like the Dallas Cowboys, fine. We get to play him and hopefully we can beat him up two games a season but I'm just thinking about for Daniel Jones the pros to having Odell Beckham is having that wide receiver one being able to open up the whole offense helping the run game 
helping out the other wide receivers because you're grabbing so much attention. And also Darren Waller doing the same for Odell Beckham, snatching that safety attention, Odell, Be Odell Beckham over the top, you know, things like that. It's, it's, it's a bunch of positives to having Odell Beckham. But again, the negative would be, do you, do you, do you stunt the growth for your quarterback? And I know it sounds crazy because I'm even me saying this now, because I remember Josh Allen, when he got Steph Stephon Diggs, he excelled. And it should absolutely be the same thing. But we already see how Stephon Diggs is when he's not getting the ball. You're going to hear about it. Rightfully so, you're going to hear about it. But for Daniel Jones, and I think he has the mental toughness to handle a guy like Odell Beckham. But you, you, just, wonder, you just wonder if he might force a couple of throws, a couple of bad throws. Because, you know, again, we've seen one, if you want to call it a good year. I will say a, a better year from Daniel Jones. But... Do you want to throw a bona fide star wide receiver like Odell Beckham or even like DeAndre Hopkins? Do you want to do you want him to be in that type of system where you're going to force possible throws and, um, you know, stunt the growth of the quarterback? So that's that's just, you know, some things I was I was thinking about when it comes to Odell Beckham. Again, this is the Odell Beckham episode. Um, and again, I'm just talking to you guys about my thoughts about the situation because again i'm just ready for it to be over now it was a, and it's crazy too because it's not like he's even a part of the team right now but with his history with the new york giants when you think of odell beckham you think about new york you, you see him in blue you see number you see number 13 you see the one-handed catch that's odell beckham to a lot of people and i would love to see them i would love to see him back in blue you know to end his career because i already think he's going to get the one-day contract where he retires a giant i think that's already written in the stars but again, Odell Beckham as a New York Giant, I hope to see it. I, I, I understand if it doesn't happen. But again, if it does happen, man, that's going to be a story. That's going to be a fantastic story. So I'm going to go ahead and end that podcast here. Just wanted to talk about Odell Beckham, the situation. I'm tired of what's going on with the back and forth. I just want the situation to be done. I want to thank everybody for listening, especially if you're listening this long. Shout out to you. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Um, I plan on having these podcasts uh, put up in different platforms as well. Working on that, man. Working hard, man. Trying to get, you know, this thing off of the ground. I love the success that it's having already. I'm almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. And we'll see what the next steps are, man. We'll see what, what the path, where the path takes us and things like that. But, again, I want to thank you guys for vibing with me. Please like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast uh, platforms, go ahead and hit that like and share. It will be much appreciated. But that's the episode, podcast number one, Big Dash Knows. Thank you.